Hello, and welcome to ASCII's podcast show, Can We Talk? Conversations in Early Childhood Education. In our first episode, a conversation about career paths and mentorship, you'll hear Lois Saunders from ASCII and Brianda Jancic, Program Supervisor from Umbrella Family, talk about career paths and mentorship. We hope you enjoy listening. Hi, Brianne. I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm glad you could connect today. Um, You know, we're on a mission at ASCII to gather some stories of uh, uh, career pathways and the mentorship that's been involved with them. And um, and you came to mind. So for our listeners today, I'm with Brianne Demjancic, and I've known Brianne since she was a Mohawk College ECE student on her final pr- placement, I think, just before graduation. So I've been really familiar with her, her career and the, the um, milestones and, and turning points um, within her career. And, uh, and I thought you would all be able to uh, appreciate her story and hearing her perspectives. Thanks, Brianne. Well, thank you. Um, it's quite an honor to be here. Um, I guess my career path um, definitely has its uh, dips and turns, but they're all meaningful uh, in their own regard. Uh, I started uh, in early childhood education in 2000, uh, where I had the ability to work at two different locations. Um, that was exciting. I came out of school uh, very excited about Reggio Emilia. We were still kind of on the cusp of a theme-based uh, childcare setting. So it was very exciting to be a part of, of the new um, in creating child-centered um, curriculums based off their interests. I did that for a few years, yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanna say what I remember about you being a student is the excitement that you came with. Um, and, uh, and when you learned that we were, uh, we were just at the beginning of a learning curve at McKinnon Park mm-hmm. around um, a Reggio inspired and emergent approach. And, um, and you were lit up with excitement about that. And, and uh, that's one of the things that, that uh, has stuck with me that like I, I had this inkling that when somebody comes in with, um, you know, that burning desire to like, what's going to happen today? And I can't wait to tell you about this when we have a break. And, and you shared your observations so enthusiastically. But anyway, back to you. Well, and I appreciate that. And Lois, I think that's one of the reasons that we had an instant connection. Um, I, I think, you know, just coming into the sector from school, I did. I had that excitement and that passion, which I feel I, you know, I still have now. Um, but you took a chance on me um, in bringing me in, um, and I think that's where our connection really, really started. Um, you taking that chance, and then we were able to do a lot of really great things there. So that was. That was very exciting. <laughs> when Brianne talks about taking a chance, I scooped her. I think we had a, a parental leave coming up and um, she was on her last placement and we knew we'd be interviewing. Um, but, but that's true. When you have a connection around a shared passion or interest, um, then there is this uh, mutual interest in going further with it, right? Agreed. And I, I felt really blessed that... Um, you know, the schooling 
schooling, but to take it out um, and put it into practice and transfer those passions into your everyday. It was a really blessed feeling that I was able to have your support with that um, because it is nerve wracking, right? Am I relevant? Um, can I do this? So having that support right off the hop, I was a huge part of my success um, in that part of my career for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after that, I decided to start a family. Uh, very, very important. I made the very tough decision to um, leave the sector to be at home to raise my three girls. Uh, it's something that I wouldn't change for the world. I feel blessed that I was able to um, utilize my passion for quality care, so to speak, and raise my children in that. So uh, that was something that was an absolute blessing for me. As my girls got older, um, I realized as they were becoming more independent and they were putting, utilizing the tools and strategies we had taught them at home, I had something missing. There was a part of me, a part of my heart um, that wasn't filled. And of course, I reached out to you (laughs) Um, because it's a really scary thing returning to the sector. You know, I view myself as, you know, we do all the children, competent and capable, but it's a real uh, humbling experience to say, I've been out of the sector for 11 years. What do I do to make myself a relevant again, be have the information that I need to have and the goals I need to have set in order to be successful returning to the sector. You know, Brianne, I remember having a conversation with you when you connected and then we met here at ASCII. And um, so I would add the word curious to your description of capable and competent <laughs> as you asked, what don't I know? Yes. Um, and so again, to make yourself relevant, but you, you had a sense that I may have an information gap and I'm not going to assume that I can discover it on my own. I'm going to reach out and ask that question. So it's, uh, it, if I can speak on your behalf, having a mentor Mm -hmm. uh, opens a door to have that, those kinds of vulnerable conversations where, where you can say, you know, I don't know, I have a question, um, what resources do I need? That was exactly it because um, I don't know what it would feel like for an educator who potentially has been out of the sector returning and wanting to return at that, you know, high level. Um, I don't know what that would feel like. And I'm blessed that I didn't have to feel like that. I, I had you. Um, I was able to come to you and ask those questions, even though I was feeling, uh, you know, a bit anxious about it, but way more excited. And you were able to really guide me in those next steps. I remember coming to ASCII and thinking, oh my goodness, I used to spend so much time laminating here and I haven't been here in so long. And I remember 
the key points, you know, we were discussing pedagogy and I was like, am I ever going to be able to say that word? Am I, <laughs> um, you know, discussing loose parts, discussing how does learning happen? And now returning, it was so exciting to see all of these things. I'm like loose parts. Yes. Loose parts. We, <laughs> you know, this now they're named, they, they, they hold content, they're relevant. Um, so after that visit, I was just excited. I got um, signed up for how does learning happen through ASCII, um, being able to really delve into that. The college, the College of ECEs, I, that was a new adventure for me at that time too. I found that the CPL alongside your guidance and support was hugely invaluable for me because it really gave me a focus um, as to what I wanted that time slot to look like for my own goals, what I saw for myself, uh, what I saw for the sector really allowed me to hone in on what I thought my skills were, but then what I could be adding to it to um, support my growth in my return to the sector. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, um, as you were speaking, Brianne, I was, uh, what I was hearing is that you set high expectations for yourself. Like, I don't want to do this if I can't be the best early childhood educator that I'm aiming for. So, and, and I do remember you setting a pace for yourself as well, allowing time for, um, for a transition back into the to the workplace and the intention to do the learning um, as was possible before. In fact, I remember sending you some uh, links to job postings. This might be interesting. This might be interesting. And, um, and you had your own uh, ideas about timelines and, uh, and preparatory steps. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was so helpful. It was, like I said, I, it would have looked completely different for me. I would have, I would have been able to navigate it, but it would have looked so different for me if I didn't have you as a mentor guiding me through that and those next steps. Um, and being able to, you know, when I went in for my interview with uh, Umbrella Family, I was, you know, we discussed um, what they needed to see in terms of, you know, how does learning happen and and all of these things. And I was able to very quickly indicate, nope, I've already done that. I'm, you know, I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, so being able to, to have your support and being able to really zone in and, and guide myself back into the sector. So Brian, um, your current role at Umbrella Family, I'm wondering if you could, uh, talk to that a little bit, but also talk about um, what your experience has been like in terms of mentoring others. So um, outside of your, aside from your um, mentorship with, with me and mine with you and uh, appreciation for your career, how has mentorship made a difference for you in your day-to-day practice with others? Well, Mentorship is key. There is a friendship, but there's a very clear line in terms of mentorship. Um, It is always about guiding and pushing each other forward. Um, The conversations are always meaningful. Um, They're made with intent. 
um, and focus on support and next steps. Um, as my role here um, at Umbrella Family Shannon Kustawashin as the supervisor, uh, I feel very blessed that I get to do that with all of the educators, but in different capacities. Um, I would say I do have someone within the organization um, that there is a more, uh, it's a meaningful direct uh, mentor-mentee re relationship. Uh, and I feel like that's successful right now. So I'm, I'm proud of that. But I think as a leader, so to speak, um, those mentor-mentee relationships can look different depending on the career path, the, the job at hand. Um, and I think part of being successful in that is knowing who you're supporting and what that support looks like and knowing that it's different for each person. You mentioned the word leader. And um, so I'm just uh, curious if, um, when did you start to feel like I'm a leader? Was it positional or was it like dispositional, an attitude of, of um, can you speak to leadership and what it means to you and how do you build leadership? So I guess I would humbly state that, yes, um, I do feel that in my focus on the return to the sector that I had a certain skill set that would benefit in a leadership capacity. Um, I think that being a, a successful leader, um, and I don't want this to sound silly because I mean it very honestly, if we are looking at how does learning happen, if I am looking at those four foundations, I look at those um, for the individual relationships that I am forming as well. I The educators that I'm working with, I want them to feel a sense of well-being. I want them to feel a sense of belonging and trust. And once we have that, then they would have the potential as well to feel comfortable to engage and express. And I felt like that in my return to the sector. I am a very passionate uh, early childhood educator. Um, and I do have <laughs> strong opinions and beliefs. So I felt that if done properly, that I could return um, in, a in a leadership capacity. And that's been proven out. You've, uh, you've worked in a variety of age groups. And as I understand, you are, have opened uh, an infant, uh, a program with an infant room, um, which is the, the first for the organization that you work with. It's, it's very exciting. And I can truly say, and even navigating through a pandemic for the last year and a half, I wake up every day feeling blessed that I come here to work. Um, and for this organization, it's, it's the best reward ever being able to go into the infant room and be seeing all of their firsts. Um, and seeing the joy on the educator's face and helping them and supporting them. And then moving through all of our age groups 
um, as well as being a part of a team that really just wants the best for our educators um, and for management. It's it's a true blessing. It it really really is. It's it that probably sounds silly, but that's really where I'm at with this. I I wake up every day feeling blessed. What a great feeling! As early childhood educators, are we are connected at the heart to our work, and um, and without that passion, um, it would be hard to to come to work and and have that joyful reunion, morning reunion with uh, with the children and their families and mm-hmm. and the team and um, and clearly that that is an aspect of your leadership that you have that uh, heart centered connection to the to the profession and to the people involved in it. Um, and I'm so glad you mentioned COVID because here we are in the end of June 2021, um, 16 months down the road in a in a pandemic. And um, would you say that uh, you're career has been or your beliefs or your approach has been impacted um, having worked through the the pandemic and uh, if so in what ways? Well I would say we definitely you know working through a pandemic um, you're definitely more aware of the bucket fillers right those those things that um, give us meaning and, and fill our bucket as well as ensuring that we're doing that with others on a daily basis. Um, one thing that, you know, we've always been mindful here at Umbrella is that we are, um, utilizing that thinking lens for reflective teaching. That really has been a guide, um, for myself and for the organization as well, because really, if anything, this pandemic has taught us is to really be in the moment and be mindful of how we're feeling because how we're feeling affects our fellow educators and it affects the children. It affects the environment and the quality of the environment um, as well as ourselves. So I would say that's, that's really been the biggest part um, for us as well as learning all of the public health, you know, stuff. It's, it's really shown, this pandemic has really shown the professionalism within our sector. Early childhood educators have not just been in program, they've been in program wearing full PPE and they're doing all these enhanced cleaning protocols and doing professional development, um, you know, for their own mental health, as well as how to support the four foundations of all of these amazing children through a pandemic. Uh-huh. So that's a that's a really great thing too. We have to look for those positives and those bucket fillers. I think that would definitely be one that our the entire sector, I believe, um, is being viewed as they should. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Brianne, can you tell us a little bit more about your decision to pause your career and focus on your family? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, as an early childhood educator, once I was going to start my own family, um, I had a big decision to make. And that decision had me spending 11 years at home 
um, with my girls, raising my girls. And that was amazing. Um, I hit a bit of a point where as they got older, um, they had seen mom, you know, they had seen wife, they had seen family member, but what I really wanted them to see was that return to the sector. So for myself, being able to um, show my girls, my three girls, that um, there are so many options. So taking care of your family, but also being a professional and being a professional in a field that you love um, and that you make a difference and that them seeing that part of me, I think has been invaluable because it's so important that if you have the ability to go to work and do what you love every single day, I really want my girls to see that because they can absolutely do that. That's fabulous. That's great. Did you have any um, stumbling blocks <clears throat> along the way that, that you can think about, you know, some uh, barrier or challenge that you had to overcome? I think the one barrier that I probably a lot of us have to overcome is ourself, um, you know, and those second guessing. And I, I would say my stumbling block would have been knowing that I can make a difference and knowing that I can return to childcare after, after so many years, that was a really, that was a really big thing for me. It, it felt like a lot of time. It was amazing time I had at home, but that was really a big one for me was that was my stumbling block was getting out of my own head to get back to doing what I love. Awesome. Anything you'd wished you'd known at the beginning of your career that you would pass on to others who are just entering our profession? I would say, well, I was, I was young when, when I entered um, and I started out with vim and vigor. And I think if I was speaking to my younger self, I would say, stay humble know that what you have to offer matters and it means something and don't ever lose that passion, but be mindful of the team and the people and the individuals that you're working with. Um, because everyone has a story. Everyone has, you know, a length of time that they've been in the sector um, and really get to know and respect and become a team before, you know, pushing through with those ideas. For myself, that would be my, my reflective process for going into the sector. Thanks, Brianne, for taking the time to meet with us today. You've been so open and, and genuine, and I know that your insights will be appreciated by others. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lois. I'm it's been an amazing adventure and it will continue to be. And um, knowing that you are always there alongside is it's invaluable. So thank you. Thanks. Mm -hmm.